Okay. We should actually get some music instead of me going five, four. We could we could definitely do an three. intro song. Hey, if you have any two one, if you have any good songs, intro uh-huh. songs, let us know. Hey, hey, what's going on? Should we give you five? <laughs> you no. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the old school, new school podcast. Full disclosure: last episode, I did not try to give him a fist bump. I was actually adjusting my hand because, like, the cord was around. So I did this, and it looked like for a half second I tried to give him a fist bump in, like, the first eight seconds. I didn't. We just tried there, and we still managed yeah. to miss. And somebody commented on it. Yeah, so somebody if you look in the comments, you'll see that. Yeah. We, uh, we'll figure that out. We'll do that eventually. Episode 8. This is episode 8. Congratulations. Well, I didn't yeah. think we could let last this up. That's, right? like, two months. It's been about that, yeah. I hear that if you actually get past one episode, you're in like the fifty. You know, you're you're more than fifty percent of all the podcasts. And if you do, I believe it's sixteen episodes, you're in the top ninety ninth percentile of all podcasts. Sixteen. Sixteen episodes. Because if you don't, most episodes don't get past. 16 episodes, apparently. We might only make it to 15 because we're not that smart. We might run out of We'll it. see where it goes. Like, after today, we might run out of yeah. information. We'll have we'll have no more ideas. We I was at the speech class. Mm-hmm. Um, not a speech class. What's it called? Uh, it's the communicator course. It, it's a communicator course at our Same church. Same thing, really. And, they're, and they do these little exercises, and they're saying, at your table, come up with a story, like a movie, mm-hmm. and everybody says a line, and you go around. Oh, yes, I, yes. And people, I don't know what we should talk about. I go, just give me a subject. I, I have something to say about everything. <laughs> yeah. I, and I can make it up faster uh-huh. than anything. So, oh, yeah. Anyway, so That's who we are. how was uh, your week? It was good. Yeah. So, I mean, just kind of. Your adjustment from the mission trip. Oh, my gosh. Dude, re- regaining my equilibrium after that trip took about a week. What do they say uh, every time zone you pass, it takes uh-huh. a day to recover? Well, I guess it's not me with the time zones because, you know, me being young and spry, it was about a day of, you know, exhaustion, exhaustion. And then just once you put up with being awake for 48 hours and then sleeping like a dead man for 10 hours, I was pretty much back. But it was just my I was just dizzy and nauseous and I got sick when I came back. It was just so annoying. So were you sick on the uh, podcast? last? No, that was. I was better by then, but okay. it was like the first two days, three days of just like my head spinning, my world was moving. And you had to go to work, right? And I, I had to call off my first day. Oh, wow. And then the second day back, I just took some like Tamiflu and went, here we go. Here we and go. And just did it anyways. Yeah, muscle through it. That's right. Probably got some people sick. I, I flew from Uganda one time and Ooh. I thought... This has got to be the most exhausting mm-hmm. trip I've ever been on mm-hmm. in my entire life. 100%. Did you fly with, like, Ethiopian Air or something? Uh, I want to say it's Uthansa uh, or something like Lufthansa? that. Lufthansa? It was, it was something. Some, some, That's some, what some, I flew. Some, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, it was cool. So, mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, I just came back from... California yeah, yeah, yeah. and visited my son. Uh, he's a nice. pastor in a Vineyard Church. I don't know if you've ever heard of Vineyard mm-hmm. Santa Monica, so shout out to them. Uh, it's called Pack City. Shout if you want to know anything about that, look them up. Um, they're 
they're really trying to restart still after mm. COVID. What? Nothing like here. Oh my goodness! Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, but uh, that's we true. visited a, one of their sister churches in in Los Angeles. Nice. And uh, here, I'm going to tell you fake news. Mm-hmm. Fake news. What? Because I went there. I, I I was been watching the news the last couple of months, mm-hmm. and I was looking for homeless people everywhere. Oh, really? They weren't anywhere. I couldn't well, find any. Did you go to Skid Row? I did not go okay. there. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm sure they were going to be there. But the way it seems, like yes, the world's yes. talking, like there's homeless people in California Everywhere. on every corner. Right. And that's not true. Well, that's good. Yeah, I was I was really happy. Nice. Because we were walking my granddaughter to, right. uh, to school. Uh-huh. So, and I watched, went and played, watched, I didn't play soccer. I watched, you watched like them. 10-year-olds play soccer. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus, that I don't have to do that. That's yeah, no. That's can rough. you? Are you? Were you a soccer player? I did like the indoor soccer summer camp when I was like eight, and that was about as good as it got. I'm not the biggest stamina guy. I go for like short bursts of strength. Yeah, but not long distance running. You're a power lifter, then. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't. Uh, <laughs> running is not my forte. I'll just say that. So soccer, no. And they stop, and then there's these little tiny girls that are like fly across and then there's mm-hmm. you know they're all different sizes Couldn't it was kind of fun it was the first time we ever saw her play soccer so nice. it was a cool it was a cool trip a good grandpa yeah i flew a thousand uh, two thousand miles to go yeah. watch a soccer game <laughs> well i'm sure you were there for other reasons too but soccer as well no no no, no that was the only reason to go see my granddaughter okay well sure. my son too well he's sort in of important. theory in theory I, right I, I, he, we still have a relationship well that's good yeah it's good that you still have a relationship. speaking of which are you moving out of your house yet i might be <laughs> <laughs> way to bring before, that up Chris. before we started we were like hey i'm, I'm gonna be moving into my own place uh-huh. right? yeah you, probably you and another guy me and a buddy of mine alden light the bro the guy the man himself it's going to be the two of us. We're, we're very, very close, and we're very similar, so it'll work out. There's not going to be too much butting of heads. And you're going to do your decorating? Who's doing your decorating? He's an interior designer, so I'm... Oh, my gosh. It's funny, because like, I'm going to be moving in with him, and he's like asking me permission for... He's like, do you think this would work? And just so you know, we're going to be doing... This. I'm like... Hey, this is your. I'm just here for the ride. Should like, we do a live broadcast from your new place? And we take might do pictures. An there. <laughs> we, we could probably set up a nice spot in the living room or something. And we'll, we'll show pictures of the yeah of your deck house tour, and then everybody can come to my house. When I was 21, I could care less. It was called yeah. early attic. <laughs> we, we decorated an early attic. Yep. Yep. So, so anyway, mm-hmm. so to, uh, last week we kind of were wrapping up. Right. About mission trips and yes. stuff like that. And you were saying some of the things that happened to you on your trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it was really, oh gosh, it was so Now that you have a clearer mind. Now that I've processed things fully, one of my biggest takeaways, I mean, really was, you know, what I talked about before was like the the historical context of everything and just the the emotional weight of all of the history there and the people. I think for me personally... I got a ton of, like, relationship advice. I got ton, you know, because I need that. <laughs> and then... We know the guy you do the podcast with, and we're going to help you <laughs> with some better relationships. You need some actual advice. <laughs> yes. That yes. was a huge conversation topic. Um, a lot of, of interacting with, you know, people who are very different, that was something that I learned because, you know, obviously the in the Eastern world, they're very, very different there was this one uh, sign 
that we were seeing everywhere. It was on the. It was strange. It was on the back of street signs. So you know, okay. there's like, you know, say the speed limit, and then on the back side of that, there were everywhere. There was a picture. It was this yellow sticker. It was like about the size of a piece of paper, and there was a picture of this Orthodox Jewish guy with you know the hat, the long gray beard, and he was doing this with his hand. He was like waving. I don't know. And he had a book in front of him, like the Queen. Yes, like the Queen wave exactly. And then there was text on the bottom, and you know, obviously it's Hebrew. We can't read it. The whole time we're wondering what the heck it means. So finally, we're asking people on the street on the very last day. We're like, "What does this sign say?" And people are like, "Oh, it says he is king of the Jews." And we're like, "What do you mean?" We asked another guy. He said the exact same thing. Yeah, he's king of the Jews. We're like wondering what the heck is this talking about. So you use Google Translate. We put it up to the sign, and the text says, "Long live the Messiah." It's like, oh, because, you know, the Jewish belief is that they're still waiting for the Messiah. Okay. And their idea of the Messiah is very uh, political. You know, for us, you know, the Messiah is Jesus Christ. He is God and man. And it's funny because in the Old Testament, it's hinted at, but a lot of the Jewish people weren't expecting the Messiah to be a divine person. And that really hit me when I when I learned this in uh, Bible college. They didn't really necessarily want the mess or they, they didn't expect the Messiah to be God in the flesh. They just thought it was going to be some guy with a sword who had a political motivation, yeah, yeah, to overthrow the Roman Empire or something like that. Okay, and it's still very much like that to this day, and it's really crazy. Hmm. So their perspective of politics of religion is very different from ours. You know, we're a very spiritual, emotional society. It's very much like, hey, how are you doing today? We ask a lot of like, you know, if you're really close with somebody, just like, you doing all right? And that's a very normal. I saw this video of this Jewish man that was, and he wasn't like a Christian. He was just a Jewish, I think he was a journalist, and he was talking to rabbis. And he would ask them like, hey, how is your relationship with God? He would ask these rabbis, how's your relationship with God? And a lot of the rabbis were just kind of puzzled by that. They were like, relate, what do you mean? Because for them, the relationship with God is very uh, collectivist. It's, okay. it's national. This is the nation of Israel and God. For okay. us, it's the individual personal. God. It's personal. very personal. Yeah. And for them, it's like, well, I, I represent my people to God and then I teach about God. I don't, what do you, and a lot of the rabbis left that conversation a little like, hmm, I'd never thought of it like that. There, There is a personal aspect. So for them, it was not as easy to communicate with them like, hey, this is our belief. What do you think of this? Because they're like, God is, you know, it's almost like they look at God as sort of the leader of their people, of their nation, okay. as like a, a group leader, as a, not like a role model. It's hard to describe with my Western words. Yes. But you know what I'm saying? Well, and, and we're so used to... Um, going in and saying, I have a relationship with God. I mm-hmm. have a relationship with Jesus. I right. have, when I pray, I believe I'm praying to God, yes. the Father. Mm-hmm. I believe that He's called us into a relationship with Him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've shared before, I write God a letter in the morning. Mm-hmm. I try to write it every morning, but nice. this last week it didn't happen. Uh-huh. But it happened this morning. Nice. But, but, but my first thing is like, thank you for letting me mm-hmm. have a great, and thank you for meeting me here this morning mm-hmm. 
for me to be able to just have a conversation with you and ask you for help to doing the day. Yeah. So we, we, we live in a world that, okay, that sounds normal. Right. So, right. so anything outside, and that's the great thing about mission trips, mm-hmm. get back to mm-hmm. the subject, is that you go see things that are like not normal for yes. the Western yes. civilization. Mm-hmm. It just, it's just... What? Yeah. You mean what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean things are like this? Yeah. I like to wash my hands with water that I can also drink. What yes. do you mean you can't drink right, the water right. here? Right. It's all about the... I, when I went to a, uh, the trip uh, in Uganda years ago, mm-hmm. uh, and we visited all these orphanages, the, uh, one of the, the hardest things to watch was the children going down to the well, mm-hmm. which was maybe a quarter mile from their, right. w- the, from their homes. Yeah, and carrying waters in in like gasoline cans right. and bringing it back, and it and you're you're thinking, no, mm. this just must be for laundry. Right? No, it's their water, it's and their so water. it's a it's a it's a. You just move into a different paradigm. Is that mm-hmm. the right? Is that hundred percent? Right? Is yeah. that the right word? Yeah, and and you don't have a file for it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, and so yeah, it's it's a whole different animal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so tell us a little bit more about some of the uh, experiences you've had on your mission trips because you've had quite a quite a bit. I've had a few. Um, one one in particular stands out. I, I was uh, uh, a friend of mine owned a uh, uh, adoption agency. Mm-hmm. And, well, not not adoption, foster care. Business. Okay, so it was a private foster care, and we were trying to expand. I was on his board. And they were expanding it to adoptions, international adoptions. Mm, okay. And at the time, uh, this uh, in Uganda, yeah. there were orphanages, which we don't call them that here. I don't know what we call them here. I don't think you're allowed to say orphans. You can say orphan. You can orphanages. I think it's yeah, like uh, it um, like home, not homeless. <laughs> homeless but there, there are words. Texas to them, <laughs> but there are the politically correct words. Yeah, email to them to us. Yeah, you don't say orphans anymore. You say really? there's a word. Doggone unhoused everyone. children. Yeah, something like that. So anyway, so I, I mentioned a little bit the other the other day, but uh, so. We're going into all these orphanages, and there's hundreds of kids. There's like 20 different buildings where wow. they house people. Yep. And, um, and so as I was there, I was um, just moved. I mean, it mm. was moving mm-hmm. to see these kids all running in there, laughing, smiling. And when we came in, they're all like being really nice to us. I mean, yeah. it was just, it, was, it just was something different than mm-hmm. I've ever uh, experience in my sure, life sure and so i went back to my um my uh hostel they call them a hostel yep. and i was just laying there we had the kind of afternoon off and i and i i just i couldn't deal with all this mm. pain and suffering mm. of, yeah. of these of these kids that right. were left on the side of the road yeah. they have no one their parents are dead mm. um mm-hmm. and so uh, so they so they got really hit hard you yeah. know, with oh, this. Gosh, yeah. um, and so I, I I was laying on my bed. I got a, a yellow pad or a, you know a white pad out and just yeah. started writing. I'm like, God, what do you want? What do you want from me? Why am I here? Right. Why did you let me do this? Yeah, come on, Lord. <laughs> why? Why did you let me do this? Uh-huh. And um, and I and I felt that because you know what, 
You're the kind of guy, this is going to sound probably arrogant. Okay. Is that okay if I'm sound arrogant? Go ahead. People we'll probably, see. people have already already said that. We'll, we'll see where it goes. Just, yeah. Say, you, you have a unique personality, Chris. Yes. That's not arrogant. That's not. Yeah, it's, it's true. It's, it's very humble. I'm very, that's I'm, true. I'm, I'm I very, have a very unique personality. I'm very unique. Well, I think everybody's unique, so sure. you're not that unique. But <laughs> Just hey, like everybody else. <laughs> um, so... So I went back to the uh, to the hotel and I'm laying there and mm-hmm. I said, okay, I'm just going to spend some time and I'm just going to write what, what I'm thinking because yeah. I want to reach, I want to tell people about this. I want people to know that this is going on. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and so I wrote down these things and it's like what I felt like God was telling me to write down. Mm-hmm. And so um, the first one was total surrender. And, uh, and so... Right. Uh, if you want to be a, a man of God, I've got a different word. Well, okay, can I? I'll jump ahead and say. Please go ahead. It ended up. I, I called this thing being a baller for Jesus. Come on, come on, baller for well, you Jesus. Know, I mean, you see people. <laughs> didn't we have a series at church? And it was baller. It was with your money or something like that. Oh, last oh, year. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a while ago. And they oh, called geez. it some kind of baller, but it was, uh-huh. it was hilarious. <laughs> if you ever look it up. Oh, uh, pa- Pastor Randy, whoever you had to do that, that was mm-hmm. awesome. But anyway, uh, the first the first step in being a baller for Jesus, to doing things that nobody else does, mm-hmm. doing things that the, the norm doesn't do. Right. And that's what I've always done. I've always kind of marched to a drum of a di- beat of a different drum. Something drum. like that. Yeah. <laughs> I've always Even in using the expression. Of a different drummer. Yeah. That's, is that old-fashioned? No, it's, I mean, it is, it's old but school. it's good. Okay. It's old school, yeah. So the first one is total surrender. If you're not mm-hmm. totally surrendered to God, yes. um, uh, as it says in uh, Genesis 12.1, uh, that we have to give our fears and our, our anxieties to God. Mm-hmm. But we have to surrender to him and say, okay, God, what do you want? Yeah. And he's not asking for anything really big. He's just He just wants you to be like, what do you want? Yeah. So it's total yeah. surrender. Uh, so that was the first one. Step two was um, complete obedience. You can't do anything unless you're obedient. And mm-hmm. and too many people will say, well, God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do with my life? What yes. should I do now that I'm yeah. retired? What uh-huh. should I do that now that I'm out of college? Uh-huh. It never changes. Yes. Ever. Always. And so, uh, first of all, God says, well, do what I already told you to do. Well, mm-hmm. I, that was kind of stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. Like in your case, yes. you feel like God's saying, get a job and then Get your own place. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. when you, once you do that, then you get the next step. Yes. Because it's like, well, be obedient to the first thing. Mm-hmm. So complete obedience. And sometimes that's going to Israel. Sometimes that's going to college. Sometimes mm-hmm. that's going to apologize to your kids for being the jerk as a dad. You know? <laughs> Which is not what I did. But I had, well, I've, I have, I've had to apologize to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the third one was being holy and humble. Holy and, and holy and humble, and um, uh, for a baller in their pursuit to holiness, mm. they embrace humility. Come on, mirroring Christ's example of humility and servant uh, servanthood. Uh, that's Philippians two five and eight. Mm. And uh, being holy and humble means treating others with kindness and respect, and putting others' needs above your own and that's that's like we don't really hear about that Mm, true you know where it says uh uh jesus says you want to be the greatest i mean because you know we we want to be great come on i want to be i want to be great i mean everybody wants to be great oh wait a minute be a servant of all Uh uh-huh and that's like so counter-cultural yes 
You have to be below everybody to be the best. What? what yeah, yeah. That's that's not American. Mm, no, very much not. <laughs> that's, that's a very good point. Certainly would be communism. <laughs> <laughs> Commie. You got You're telling me you want me to be a servant of all? Yeah, that's what God's saying. Yeah. Um, uh, total dependency. I, here's the thing. I've tried to do a lot of things in my life, mm-hmm. and um, I think there's a place where you have to be dependent on God. You have to say, yeah. well, I don't think there's a... You do. You need you to be... Yeah. you got to go, God, I don't know how to do this. It's mm. like this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that is exactly what I mean, seriously, is. tell them what... How much experience do we have at this? Uh, well, you have more experience than I do. Yeah. <laughs> you had a podcast prior to this that, you know. Some other guy ran it. I just showed up. And, <laughs> you, you were know, just, you're just another voice in the mic. I was just another talking head. Yeah. I mean, I feel like everybody's always wanted to have a podcast. Yeah. And we were the same. We were just like, we, it would be nice to have. And then we're like, well, what if we actually, actually did, did it, it instead and, of just window shopping? And then we like, okay, let's. Do you believe, and, and I think I asked you, do you believe that God's asking you to do this? Or yeah. it, God's okay with you doing this? Mm-hmm. I know it sounds like, our, you know, it, <laughs> it could be too spiritual for some people, but that's just what we do. Yes. I, say, I said to him, do you think that God would want, is okay with you doing it? Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not only is God okay with it, I am. I am. I'm and very so, okay with it. And so, but we didn't know how to do it. And I think that that's where you're right. like, okay, well, what should we do? Uh, you need to buy a mic uh, and a recording machine. <laughs> yeah, well, I thought it was just like you have two microphones, you plug them into a computer. Now there's and, a soundboard behind us I that I had to figure out. Yeah, and we this is not on tape. This is electronic. Yeah, we well, moved into the. That's that's second nature for me. It's for not you. on cassette. Okay, we did not have well, a yeah. cassette or even CD, which is old fashioned. Yeah, well, I grew up when cassettes and VHSs were just on the way out, and it was moving to. DVDs and CDs and everything was on the disc. And then now I've just essentially grown up with this. So yeah, obviously we're not using a tape recorder and a, a tape camera to record this. So we so uh, uh, total dependency is we lean on God in all aspects of our lives, acknowledging that he is the source mm. of our strength and our guidance. Mm. And and I do that. I, I I mean, not all the time. I mean, there's days that I'm like, I'm doing this. <laughs> oh shoot, I did that. Way. I did that. Now I'm got a, I got a parking ticket. Yeah, <laughs> I'll park where I wanted to. Yeah, go ahead. I'll park in the handicap. There was spot a guy in the Navy one time. He said, "Chris, you can do whatever you want. You 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 have the right to do whatever mm-hmm. you want. You just have to be willing to suffer, pay for the consequences." Ooh. And I'm like, eh, that that kind of makes That's sense. A good point. I bought a lot of jeeps when I was in the navy. <laughs> uh, uh, number five is a story of goodness, and um, we share our own faith journey and the ways God has worked in our lives, spreading the message of His goodness. And what mm, okay. the reason I say that is people are so afraid to say what God has done. Yeah, like like I could say, I, Will, I've been married for forty four years. Mm-hmm. That is like a gift from God. Yes. Yeah. I'm kind of a jerk, okay? <laughs> yeah. I I had no real instructions <laughs> on how to be married. I yeah. mean, my parents, you know, died married, but mm-hmm. but their relationship is not what I wanted, mm, okay? okay. Yeah. Um, and so, um, but but when you are, you, there's a place where we sh- we need to talk about it, sure. or just even like you, where you say, "Hey, God got me through this thing. Mm-hmm. This is what happened to me." 
this is what this is another thing that happened to me. Yeah. This is an experience that I have that when I was younger, God got me through this yeah. mess yeah. of a life, and so. Uh, having a, a story of goodness, people love good stories. A testimony. They yeah. want to be happy for you. Most people yes. want to be happy for you. Yeah. They don't and want the, a pity party. And the people that don't want to be happy for them, out. Get them out. Get them out. Not worth it, dude. Not, no negativity. Amen um, to that. Uh, be a bright light um, mm. is the next one. Just as a candle, single candle can dispel darkness, our actions and love can bring light to the lives of those in need. Ooh. And... Um, and there's something about going on a trip, especially into uh, third world countries, mm-hmm. where people are like, okay, what's this all about? Mm-hmm. What's this tall redhead guy doing there? <laughs> oh, I'm sure I stand out like a sore thumb. What's this 20, why are these 20 people coming to mm-hmm. help me, are carrying water for me? No adult carries water from the well. And you're yeah. like feeling so guilty mm-hmm. that you're like, I'll ca- I mean, it's horrible. It's a yeah. horrible feeling. You're like, okay, this is wrong. Mm-hmm. We'd go into those uh, markets and mm-hmm. to buy stuff. And they're like, don't pay the asking price. Don't have, you know, right. barter with them. Yep. Cause you'll be insulting. Them. I'm like, okay, they want $3 for this <laughs> blanket that I would pay $40 yes. for in, 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 in Cleveland, Ohio, right, or right. Sarasota, Florida. Uh-huh. Here's 50 because I feel so guilty because I got a wad full of money bringing yes. home things. And you're trying to buy food. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it feel, yes, 100%. You, you feel, yeah, especially if they're like, don't take the asking price barter with them. Yeah. But that's all they make is $3 per blanket. You're With our way of life, you go to Target, you pay 50 bucks for the same thing. I pay thing. 3 bucks for a cup of coffee. Wow. Yeah. Right? You don't get that here anymore, which is weird to think about. The, a cup of coffee can't be $3 anymore. A good cup of... But yeah. A good cup of coffee. Right. Yeah. You can yeah. For somebody like you that is... I can go, go to 7-Eleven and get one for 20 <laughs> You can, but it's not going to be anything comparable to what you had. Um, but uh, so being a light was number six. And then number seven was loving well. Mm. And uh, we show love through our actions, reaching out to those in need and offering a listening ear to friends in difficult times. And so, so, and, and so this is what I wrote for today is in a world that often seems dark and uncertain, Mm. being a baller for Jesus means living a life that radiates love, hope, and faith. It's about surrendering to God's will obeying his commands and reflecting his holiness and humility. Mm. It's recognizing our dependency on him, sharing stories of his goodness, being a shining light and loving others wholeheartedly. That's good. Think about the, uh, when, so, so when I got back, so when I got back from that, I um, started, I, I, I wanted to raise money. I, I, mm-hmm. And I could just give off the top, but I wanted to do something. So I started a coffee roasting business. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Of course you did. <laughs> of course I did. Yeah. Why, why, why wouldn't not? you? Right? I don't know how to do a podcast. <laughs> I certainly don't know how to roast coffee. We'll figure it out on the way. And I happened to marry a, a, a gal that's very, she listens to mm. what you say. And then like on holidays and things like that, she makes them special. Ooh. So it, on my birthday the next year, she she made a... She made a little thing with a baller for Jesus. Oh my gosh! And and put it out for me, which is really cool. I mean, it's like it's like wow, you listened to me. That's that's very nice. And then she made me a coffee cup, and uh, which has baller for Jesus coffee cup, a life of total surrender, complete obedience, holy and humble, totally dependent, a story of goodness, be a bright light, 
above reproach and loves well. And on the back, she has me with my coffee roasting. Oh, wow. And so, wow, that's oh, yeah. Machine. And so what I did is I started roasting coffee and selling it. I called it Greater Being. And, and, and it was and was making money and all the profits. Mm-hmm. It was a for-profit company and all the profits yeah. that I made, I gave to uh, orphans wow. around the world. Uh, until I started the garage on fire. <laughs> oh, <wait>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're like, that's a sign from God. I, I, I started I the garage on fire and uh, and the Whoops. machine got sent away. And uh, I believe that God had me give it to this uh, young pastor couple that they use of it course. to raise money. At, uh, and they help... Uh, they help refugees in the Cleveland area. Oh, so it's still being getting. It's still it's being used. Yeah, cool. they help refugees learn how a skill so, so that, that they, they can, can um, make nice. coffee. Wow. So, so, so going on a mission trip. So I came back from that. First, I wrote it down. Then I start. I I moved it into my soul. Right, right. And now it's I've made it into. Thank you, my wife. It's on my desk, and that's what I. I believe that this is who I am. Yeah. And it happened because all because a guy said, Hey, you wanna to go to Uganda and we'll check nice. out we'll start a we'll start an orphanage and I mean he was doing all the work. I was mm-hmm. just driving around. I was <laughs> I, also there. I was his I was his, uh, his <laughs> I was carrying his bag. That's how I feel when I'm moving in with the other guy or here. It's just I'm also here. Yeah. I'm just kinda of along for yeah. the ride, see where it goes. But it's kind of amazing when you go back to that obedience part, mm-hmm. when you're obedient to say, Okay, yeah. I'm going to go. I don't like it. Right. It's going to be scary. Yes. I'm going to have to get shots. Oh, right. Yeah. And here's the thing. Uh-huh. When you go to Africa, you can't walk home. It's like if you went to South America, at least you could walk home. Right. It might take you a That's couple true. years. <laughs> It'd be a hot minute. You'd have to hop the Panama Canal, too. But How, how wide is that? Uh, they don't have, they got to have a bridge going across. A quarter of a mile. <laughs> you might not be able to walk that. Is this serious? Yes. But you could, in theory. Well, you could swim. From Africa? No. Well, no, I mean across the Panama Canal. You'd yes. still encounter yeah. some obstacles, but you can make it. Yeah. But you can make it. Yeah. But if you're in Africa, Africa no. no. You could walk north, and then you'd be in Europe, but then... Then you'd have to walk over the Antarctic, but I don't think you... Well... Well, the Antarctic, <laughs> is that the one in the south or the north? That's south, but... Okay. What's the top one? What's the north The one? North Pole? <laughs> You know, the one where, Santa, where Santa, Santa Claus is, Chris. Don't you know this? Come on. But and those are actual thoughts that I had. I'm like, yeah, I'm stuck. If I was here in the continent Stranded. of America, the American continent, North America or South America, yeah. I could at least walk home. Oh, boy. Once yeah. you go overseas, you got to have a boat. You got to have a way back. Can't just get a one way ticket. Yeah. But I did it. And mm-hmm. when I did it, it was life changing. Yeah, that's good. And 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 um, and my, my kids, kids. It was really funny. So I'll tell one more story. Mm-hmm. We got time. Tell one more story. So my son, one of my sons, was in uh, college or just out of college, and mm-hmm. he was sitting there. And my daughter, it was I think it was at my daughter's wedding, and we had fought. This was my number two guy. Oh Matt, sure, Matt, if you're listening. Yeah. And he was he would push on me, and he was. He, he just wasn't walking with the Lord mm. at the time. He just was doing his thing at Kent State University. Ooh. And so he's sitting on the back porch, mm-hmm. and he's talking to everybody. He's like, my dad did this, my dad did that. I'm like, when did you ever brag on me? <laughs> and later in the evening, he goes, I just want to tell you, mm-hmm. I've never been more proud to be your son than since you've been doing this coffee thing. He goes, I tell 
everyone. He goes, wow. My dad started roasting coffee. He gives money to the orphans. He goes, I've never been more proud of being your son than right now. And I'm wow. like, well, shit, I would have done it. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you say something <laughs> earlier? <laughs> Ten years Come ago. on, kid. Ten years ago. But, but when we become the person that God wants us to be, yes. when we believe that the person that God's calling us to be, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, the people around us end up having a better attitude. Yes. What is with that? Naturally, people will start to pick up on things. I mean, even in listening to this podcast, it's like when you're around good company, I mean, it's, in, it's all over in Proverbs. If you're around good company, you will become wiser. You will become okay more confident you'll become more of the man that you're supposed to be or the woman, of course, to our female audience. Right. It's totally, definitely listening. Sorry. Hey. <laughs> but that's just... Will single. He's 21. Well, hey, 22. Get He's it going right. to have his own pad here next month. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see where this goes. Anyway, Go ahead. But it's, it is very much true, and especially I've been thinking about it a lot recently that I'm going to be moving in with a buddy of mine, is it's like... I love being around people. I'm super extroverted. I love going to the gym when there's more people. Right. Just because I love the movement. I love the energy. There's people. You'd love you'd love Los Angeles. There's people everywhere. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Everywhere. But it's like I do need my time to. Yeah. Just a little bit. But because you're an only child. 100%. That is exactly the reason. Yeah. Yes. Totally. Yep. Saw my right wife's there, the same way. Yeah. Oh, she's an only child. Oh, yeah. She, she's, she loves being with people and yes. she loves being at home, home. getting her work done mm-hmm. organizing her closet yep. getting her space that's me when we first got married when we first got married uh-huh. she'd go into she'd go into her bedroom and talk on the phone i'm like yeah well wait a minute aren't we married aren't we one she's like well, i'm talking on the phone i got a little bit of privacy <laughs> and i'm like time. no no you're with me you're talking about me <laughs> aren't you you know you're talking about i me. knew it how dare you betray me behind my one back? Time, I, one time, I mean, I was like a hot mess. When we oh, sure. And she was doing it. And I kept on saying, quit going into the room. I mean, I feel like you're leaving me. You don't want me to hear what you're talking about. Because I was so insecure. Yes. So I walked into the bedroom, opened mm-hmm. up the door, a little tiny uh, ranch. Mm-hmm. And I had my hand behind my back. I pull out this knife. Yeah, I swear to God. She's like, what? I grabbed the phone cord and I cut it. And I said, what? I told you. That insults me. Yeah, Chris. I know. I know. Chris, what? <laughs> Don't do this at home. Uh, no. Don't do this at home. But I was so insecure in all these things. Uh-huh. And so but she quit talking. In the- <laughs> <laughs> that made her stop. That'll teach her. Those are many things that I've repented of. But, you know, no idea. But when you're a young person and you, you just, you, I don't know how, I didn't have any. Uh, guidelines on how to behave. Yes. And she was an only child, so she knew mm. her world. Yeah. I had eight brothers of, and sisters of yep. me. Yep. Eight of me sitting in a room. Could oh, you imagine boy. that? No. And that so you went and cut telephone cords. <laughs> that was not your way. You fought. Barbarian. Watch this. I'll get, I'll get you off the phone. <laughs> That's crazy that you did that. Yeah, God has changed me. 100%. Now I bought her a cell phone. I'm such a nice guy. I'm such a nice guy. Oh, see, you're still the exact same guy, Chris. No, but this is this is what I was really hoping for is that we could just have like good spiritual conversations. Because the other day, I don't know if you listened to it, I was um, I just had come back from it was open mic night at McCurdy's on Thursday, and so I went into the park at Marina Jacks. I was just there by myself. Sometimes I like to just go there and like set up my hammock or yeah. sit there and listen to a sermon or journal. 
And so I was there, it was super late, and I was just listening to a sermon, and it was, I think it was Pastor David. It was this new series that we're currently in about uh, the traits of, you know, of a holy person, essentially. And I was listening, and David, I think it was David, he had said, you know, when you, when you listen to a sermon, you get a little nugget. When you listen to a podcast, you get a little nugget. And those are just nuggets. But when you do life experience, then you get so much more. And it made me think about this podcast. I was like, oh, okay. So this guy thinks that you only get nuggets of little experience from podcasts. Like, okay. We'll show him. No, yeah. But so, sure. Yeah. So I was thinking about the podcast here and how we can, you know, impact and give life change to other people through this. I want it to be more than just nuggets, right? right? So you have this baller for Jesus thing that you printed out and shared with us. That's awesome. Some people, some people hate the name. <laughs> well, then they're just not ballers for Jesus. They just don't get it. I don't get it. You don't get it. And this is what I want this to be, is to have a bunch of ballers for Jesus listening to the podcast. Right. And the, this could be, maybe it's not like a, a weekly thing. It's like, oh, it's Saturday, time to turn on the podcast. But right. like, and, you don't, and you don't have to be like a, 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 an extrovert like Will and I. Mm-hmm. And, and again, we'll never run out of words. 100%. But being a baller for Jesus is like being the man that God created or woman that God created you to be. Mm-hmm. And some people are like amazing in sports and they have a great testimony. You have that uh, uh, Brielle. Mm-hmm. From yeah, uh, she was like a, a baseball player and softball, yeah. softball, and she would. I mean, she was just amazing, and you mm-hmm. knew where she stood. Yeah, she didn't care what anybody else said. She goes, "This is who I am." Yep. Bing, bang. Yes, and which is why Joyce married me because uh-huh. she's like you. You walk to the beat mm-hmm. of a different drum. You wear it like a metal on your and, chest, and she's like, and I, I kind of like the beat that you're playing. Hey. And so it's it's when we try not to be, and and that's speech class that I've been doing. Mm-hmm. Every time you turn around, they're like, if you're not authentic, mm. it's going nowhere, right? Right. Yeah. 100%. This is why the two of us click so well is because we both know what authentic looks like in the other. So we just do this and it's like, oh, yeah, we're rattling back and forth and this is how it is. I mean, I can just be my full self here and you can too. Right. And so we want uh, people that are like, okay, wait a minute. It's okay to be a Christian and still be yourself. Yeah. You don't have to be it. Uh, the only thing you need to know is you need to have Jesus as yeah. your Savior. <laughs> yeah, easy enough. <laughs> That's the rule. <laughs> that is the one rule. Love God, love people. Okay. And then if you want to add some extras to it, you've got those as well. You got the baller for Jesus stuff. So I think I think you think that covers it tonight. I think so. I think that we did a good job. I'm really pleased with us. <laughs> I used to say the joke. I said, you know, one of the things I like the most about myself is. That I am blah, 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 uh-huh. the blank. Yeah. So one of the things that I like about me oh, the yeah. most. <laughs> Dude, I have this running bit with my buddies where I'm just like, oh, I am a 10. Like, I am 100%. I'm a 10 out of 10. And I'm just like this total egomaniac. And they're like, Will, what are you talking about? I'm like, I know. I'm like the best. And I'm just perfect. Yeah. And then they're all like, Will, you're not going to be able to get any girls. And I'm like, no, I don't. This is, I am the per- and they're like, "Will you need to shut up?" I'm like, and I just <laughs> dig my heels and I just go even further. I'm like, I'm, I don't need to hear it from you. And I just become and that's, this that's what you, that's what you get to do when you're 21. 
Yeah. yeah. And 22. And 66. And yeah. <laughs> just keep doing it. it just, just keep, keep doing it. it. That's right. Just, just be, be yourself. yourself. Be yourself. Be, be yourself. unapologetically be you. The person that God created you yes. to be. And it's all going to work out. Yes. Obviously, I'm not a 10. I'm not an egomaniac. That was a joke. But like... Let's clarify that. <laughs> I am a 9.725. Yeah, I'm still up there, but I'm not perfect, you know. It's all for the giggles. It's all for the memes. Yes. It's not. Yes. Just be you. Unapologetically you. All right. God bless you, man. We'll see you next week. See you next week.